0: The Cyclone Fanatic podcast is fueled by Cody Road Road
1: and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio.
0: You're listening to the Let Him Cook podcast fueled by Cody Road and the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studios. We are post sidehawk about a week removed from the game we're recording on Tuesday here. Um, I was, I was at, in the arena, I was at Hilton. Um, it was a blast. Uh, I'm going to start actually with the, some of the comments made in the post game asked by, uh, KCCI's own zone, Shannon Earhart asked Robert Jones, just to, hey, look at that. I was news leader. Um, she asked Robert Jones just about the atmosphere in Hilton and he gave a very honest answer and he said, Oh, it gets louder than what it was tonight. And Keyshawn Gilbert looked at Robert Jones like he was crazy. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a loud arena, but it seemed like Iowa State didn't even really need the fans um, last Thursday. I mean that game was out of control early, and I mean we we were cheering, but it was like you know what what more can you do? So a, a great game, Nigel. What was your main takeaway from CyHawk twenty twenty
1: three? Dude, it was fun. I wish you could have seen my reaction for some plays, but um. Obviously it was on my day off, so I was just watching it at home. And it was I took it so seriously this year because I knew I needed to have, you know, things to say on this episode. My co-worker, so my the other sports reporter at our apartment, Mary Margaret, we had a girls' basketball game. One of the better teams in the area was playing, and she was filming it. She was like, I'm bored. You want to come like watch the game with me? And I was like, Mary Margaret, it's it's Psyhawk Day. I know you don't get it. You're a Clemson yeah. fan, but yeah, we don't we it's a holiday all right I'm not, I'm not working <laughs> I'm just I'm not gonna do it so um my biggest takeaway dude honestly was just how much more we wanted it mm. like just from the jump and you could tell our fans wanted it they were wrapped around the building at three o'clock in the afternoon yeah like, it just there was a different vibe and I think like I said last episode when when we don't win the football game and we plan at Ames for basketball, I think it gives us just a different type of edge because we haven't seen that Cyhawk victory yet. And I right. think Iowa is in a, a rebuilding year. Nonetheless, they were coming off a tough Purdue loss, which I, I forgot to even mention last episode, but yeah. I just felt like we, we saw a, a, an animal with some wounds and we, we pounced. And I think, I think that showed on Thursday.
0: Going to the, I, I want to shout out the students. Um, I mean, we're going to get to it a little later. Nigel, you kind of caught the beginning of odds. I was I was a student for some some rough years in, in yeah. men's basketball. And, you know, I, I'd show up a couple hours early before they let you in. The students, man, they were – so we were up there Wednesday um, for the women's game, and I'm talking a line about halfway around the arena, and we're talking to some of the students out front. And they said, "Yeah, as soon as this game's over, we're getting right back in line for the game tomorrow night." So there are people that that you know they got done with a women's game and left the arena and set their tents up. Right, I mean they were there for forty-eight hours. Yeah, and just a dedication. It's awesome. Uh, it, it was it was rowdy. I, they were talking. The students got in a little early, so it's almost some psychological warfare when you're in there two hours before the game even starts as an away team. And you're getting booed. Like yeah. that is that's t- like tip doesn't start for two hours. You're like still in your sweatpants and you're getting booed. Uh, yeah. So the students they sh- they showed up big time. Nigel, we're gonna walk through this game. This is gonna be a lot of fun. This is gonna be therapeutic
1: almost. Oh, yeah. uh, I need I need to air some people out. Man, you. while you have the girls though, the girls yeah. game in mention. I need the people to hear me on this one. Iowa women's basketball, y'all are not slick. Y'all almost lost to some freshmen. Yeah. You Some not- good freshmen. Some you, good freshmen. You showed me why. That team may not be Final Four ready. Yeah. They need someone else to step up, man. Like, I didn't – you don't realize how big Sonana was yeah. until a game like that. Because, yeah. I mean, last year she helped get a lot of shooters like Kate Martin and Gabby and all those other girls open – But it just seemed like a lot of it was like, it's Caitlin or nothing. And I know Caitlin was playing with a bit more extra, like, flair because she had to get that record, obviously. But I think if that isn't on the – say say she – say in another universe, she already hits that record. So there's no really incentive aside from winning against Iowa State. I think they come out a bit flatter. I think she doesn't come out with that same spark, you know? So that was a big eye-opening – game for me it, it showed me a lot of confidence in our women's team going forward i mean a lot to be excited for for the near future because unlike guys where people are constantly going to the nba girls are going to stay for four years for the most right. part unless you're a donarski and you just find a better situation elsewhere. right you transfer. right so i think there's a lot to be excited in a year where there was a lot of uncertainty on the women's side but let's continue to the men's side um what were you saying
0: yeah uh, so just kind of set the tone for the whole game. Keyshawn Gilbert, i he's a good defender. I, I don't think his brand of basketball is to be a great, you know, defensive minded guard. They were, it, it wasn't even a trap. It was just full court pressure. And Josh Dix could not, I, I was trying to explain to my girlfriend oh who, who does not know basketball all that well. And I said, basically, he was trying to dribble straight forward. One of the simplest things you can do in the game of basketball, just dribble forward. I mean, that's what you get coached to do when you're five years old. And he could not dribble forward against Keyshawn Gilbert. Keyshawn Gilbert would not allow Josh Dix to get past him. And I I think the, it was like 16 and a half minutes in the first half. And Josh Dix got benched the whole first half because he just turned the ball over. He picked up his dribble and threw the ball out of bounds. And that is Hilton was, that, that was kind of when Hilton woke up and was like, oh, we're like, I, it looked like they were offended that Iowa was even on the court with them. I mean, they yeah. looked just like, this is our arena. You're not doing anything you want to do here. And it was just physical. It was, I mean, Keyshawn Gilbert played outstanding defense in that first five minutes and just kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. Um, and, and I think I, that frustrated the Hawkeyes. They were just getting, I mean, just getting outmanned, overpowered, um, the points in the paint was really kind of the story of the game, yeah. and Iowa State's bigs got whatever they wanted down low. Yes,
1: yeah, I mean shout out to Trey King. Yeah, who I think had a really good game. Well, when I'm on the topic of Trey King and we're talking about Gilbert, I want to talk about one specific possession, and if Aiden could pull like pull this up in post, maybe yeah, it would be ideal. I think I know but what you're dude, talking about. The ball reversal, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Back to Gilbert. Gilbert's on the left wing. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. Finally drives in, hits the magic Johnson. Hee, he. Right to right to Trey King. And Aww. I had to get up out of my seat and walk away. I got yeah. too excited. Yeah. I had to go, like, I needed some air, dude. They were just playing simple, beautiful basketball. Everything was just clicking. And I, I just hope that this team, because I know they're good enough, I hope they can get on that level on a consistent basis. Because if they can, people are in trouble. I'm telling you.
0: That play, too, you could hear. It looked like like crime spurs, like Tim Duncan, yes. Tony Parker. I mean, it was that just, like, smooth and rhythmic. And you could hear the oohs and ahs. Because at that point, Iowa State's up, I don't know, 25 yeah. And so we're, I mean, we're just, as fans, you're just watching because you paid for 40 minutes of basketball. So you're just going to stay there. And the oohs and ahs as that play developed, I mean, it was like they were watching a circus show. Like it was just like, ooh, like fireworks almost. And then yes, that buddy. behind the back, just nasty. It's
1: beautiful. It's textbook. Yeah.
0: Like- and I feel like that's something, like, I don't know if it's playing a rival. I don't know if it's your being up that much that just kind of gives you that creative freedom. But, Man, that was, that was
1: nice. You know what I think it is too? I think like, and this is, I guess this is what made me so sort of disappointed about last, last year when we were at, in Iowa city, DJ has made it like apparent on many press conferences that he does not like Iowa. Like he didn't like him as an assistant yeah. when he was with Fred. Yeah. So I think to have, you have that presence on the sideline and that presence in every huddle of like your coach may feel the same way you do as a player, if not even more. So right. I know Shannon got pretty close to the huddle. I was shocked how close she got to that huddle. Yeah. close. To I was like, no one's carried you she away. Like, hands, you like Timothee, hand. Bro? People, you FBI people just come and grab you <laughs> and take you outside and jump you. But Shannon got the inside scoop, I guess. I hope she heard yeah, what he no. was saying because he seemed very intense even when they were up 15, 20 points. But I think that also just that gives you an advantage when your coach hates the team that you're right. playing just as much as you guys do as as players. And for a lot of those new players, they need that fire because like a Keyshawn, who's going to be good. He's going to do his thing. You just maybe need to get why you hate. Sanzo. out along
0: with that behind the back. It also involves Keyshawn Gilbert. The so he hit, I think, uh, kind of a tough layup. It wasn't called an and one, but it probably could have been. And then Iowa inbounded the ball just a bad – I don't remember who inbounded it. Just a bad, long pass.
1: bounce pass.
0: Yeah. And Taman Lipsy just said, no, thank you. And, okay. yeah. And we're going to talk about Taman Lipsy later. That man is a ball hawk. I mean, if, if Iowa State needs a cornerback, I know he's not that – give him a look. A- anyways, yeah. I mean, he, he got up and got that ball. I was already celebrating the layup, and I was, you know, looking at my friend Danny. I wasn't even paying attention. And then I just see a, a three-point shot going up, and I'm like, what the, What did I? I was like, look, I looked away for two seconds. I was like, how do we have the ball? Just nails, just three of these. It was beautiful. And, and I had it, like, I didn't even really see it until they showed it back on the on the Jumbotron of what just happened. Yeah. Because I heard the reaction, but I, I, was, I wasn't even looking. So that's how, how locked in you have to be as a fan. If you look away for two seconds, this team might do something and, and give you a highlight play, so – Keyshawn Gilbert just played his ass off I think he had 11 points in like the first eight or ten minutes of the second half and really just I, I was scared a lot of times in the series you see a tale of two halves where one team looks amazing in the first half uh, comes to mind Jared Uthoff I think had 28 points in the first half against like I would say,
1: again, State Larry Bird in that game
0: yeah I, he was well in the first half he did in the second That's half he went tight. missing and yeah. then I, I don't think he's been found since. And I would say came back and won that game. And there's been other times, too, where it's just it, – it's hard to keep that intensity for 40 minutes. But I, I, like you said, I don't know what Otz is saying in the pregame or the or the week leading up to it, but it worked. Because, yeah. I mean, they looked ready
1: ready for a war, and they showed up. And, and it's like you forget because Otz has been here for three years. It feels like he's been here for longer now. But – um Rob has been there just as long. Yeah. So he's kind of seen the, the best of the rivalry in beating them at home his first year by 20 or 30. I don't, I forgot the actual score, but then he also remembers last year and how much that just like sucks because losing in Carver is just different when there's, they can be at times just as loud as us. I think as Cyclone fans, we kind of have to, we kind of naturally without even realizing it, tone it out. But last year I saw it like in, real time like how loud they can be too and that can be just as to us so i feel like having guys on the team like rob who that also stepped up not just trey rob did an amazing job in the game i think it's just a, a testimony to you know that that energy of hatred for iowa is contagious yeah and all you need is one game to okay i get it and i think for, what's so cool about this team is that we don't have a lot of Rockingtons and Cal on the team where could they leave this year due to graduation or like some of them right. are juniors and sophomores and like we, they got time here. So that hatred is going to develop over the years. And same with Iowa. I mean, they got a lot of freshmen and whatnot. But yeah, I think that's gonna this is gonna be a good rivalry for years to come for sure.
0: Right. And like you said, Rob Jones, he had 18 points, uh, six rebounds, Trey King, 17 points, five rebounds. I mean, the domination in the paint was just – and, I, you know, you look at Iowa's roster, I don't really see anyone – they don't have a rim protector. Owen Freeman, I think, is, is good at blocking shots, but I think there's a difference between, you know, can you block a shot and can you protect the rim? Um, I, I think a great example was last year, Osan Oshuni, You know, didn't have a bunch of blocks, but man, I I would have second thoughts before I drive into the basket and try to put up a layup against him. And so it's almost like a preventative—you know, he doesn't even have to block shots because you're not going to try it on him because you know he's gonna. So, and Iowa State just had a black and golden corral, all-you-can-eat buffet in the paint. It was it was all all night, full service. And I, the confidence that the posts and I mean, Keyshawn Gabriel drove into the lane countless times. It was just whatever you wanted in there, 46 points in the paint, Iowa state scored 90. um, And at times on pace to score a hundred and then you kind of take the gas off in the last five, seven minutes. So man, that Iowa's defense really has to figure something out because if you can get that good of looks that close to the basket all season going to be tough to win games
1: for the opposition you're saying right right yeah. Right, right yeah no it, it's i think it's just it's a testament to brick by brick i don't think yeah. this is a team that is let thanksgiving affect their mental that long um and i think they've responded well in the past few days uh being that you know i was such a big deal like whether we could both be terrible that year and that game is just going to mean a little bit more and yeah. it's going to give Whoever team, whatever team wins that game, it's going to give them a tad bit more life, especially going into uh, conference play, which I know is coming up pretty soon, and obviously finals, which is obviously not the easiest time of the year to be worried about a rivalry game. You know, like right? Duke and Carolina, the, that kind of rivalry has a different advantage because it's in February, at the beginning of a semester, and we're kind of, it's it's tough to balance, you know, and and yeah. TJ manages to get that energy and that enthusiasm out of these guys at this dire part of the, uh, I guess, draining part of the, of the, of the year. Um, it's just, it's special to see. And I I was very satisfied with the, uh, Cyclone massacre.
0: Yeah. The, the Hilton massacre, I think they called that on, on ESPN. I don't know who did the, uh, the commentary, but I saw that on Twitter a lot. I mean, yeah, you beat your, one of your biggest rivals by 25 points. That's a massacre. And um, Iowa State looked really good. I just got two more things I want to touch on. I don't know if this stems from coaching. And I, I was thinking back on it a little bit. You would see Caleb Grill complain about calls every now and again last year, but for the most part, Ops' guys really rarely will complain. The most I see it is if a player does something to like Robert Jones kind of got he fell to the ground and I don't remember who, but someone kind of, I don't think it was intentional, but kicked him while he was on the floor and he got right back up in his face. But in terms of getting a call and going to the ref and starting to complain, you rarely ever see it um, with Iowa state. And I can't tell you how refreshing that is as a fan, especially in contrast to Iowa's women's and men's team that I, I, I don't think Peyton Sanford believes he's ever committed a foul. Yeah. and it, it gets it's like like you you see it in the instant replay. I've played basketball. You know when you commit a foul, you know whatever you say to the ref, they're not going to change their mind. The foul's been called, and I, I just love watching. I would say even if I disagree with the call, and I'm like, you know, why isn't Taman Lipsy in the ref? Like saying, what did I like? What did I do? He doesn't. He just goes back to the huddle. They talk ball. They line him up, and it, it just there's a level of class and just something i respect so much about you know we're just here to do our work we're not here to complain um be better the next possession just that mindset i and i think it fits this team well of just like a lot of workers man just like guys that put their head down and go to work and it, it was just cool to see that contrast because fran mccaffrey close to a couple technicals and then it got so out of hand that i think he was like i'm not why would i get a technical down 28 points so um, I don't know. That was just cool to see. I think I was saying just kind of went about their business, and um, I think that starts with coaching,
1: yeah. Fran, Fran cracks me up because he's like he's like a white Darvin Ham, he's just always sitting there with his hands in his pockets and he doesn't do much. And then all of a sudden, he'll just blow up randomly. Just and I, it, honestly, it'll be at the moments it's like you didn't need to blow up there, yeah, like it's all right, it's not that serious. Um, but yeah, I. I mean that that's kind of iowa it's it's the it's the i think it's from the walkie dowling roots yeah just you know there's something there silver spoon man it's it's, that that ain't how life goes man you you gotta you gotta get your knees dirty sometimes anyway um i do want to take uh kind of a detour just to give a shout out to the obvious that went over this weekend before sunday's game okay Obviously, NBA wrapped up the in season tournament. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton did the unthinkable, led the Indiana Pacers to the championship game in that tournament. And he made all for, he made all team averaging 26.7 game, points per game, 13.3 assists per game. And he shot 42.5% from the three point line. <clears throat> numbers 2K numbers with game sliders. I'm,
0: I'm not. Mean, that's beating up on your like little sibling. That's like yeah. y- you gave them the controller that doesn't work. And you're just playing layup lines.
1: <laughs> and dude, it, it, it was just like win or lose. I I, I was, I was kind of aggravated because obviously everyone knows I'm a, I'm a big LeBron guy too. So it, I was a uh, house divided uh, on Saturday and just to see like, it was almost like how Jimmy Butler made everyone proud in the bubble. Yeah. you know, bringing a, a lower seed Miami to the finals. I got the same vibe from that, and I I know Tyrese was a good sport about it and gave gave everyone on the Lakers like great game. There was this one specific uh, picture of him and LeBron they're hugging, and if he doesn't frame that, he's crazy. Yeah, but that's just my two cents. But um, it, that is cool too, especially
0: our generation. I like they they said it in the broadcast, but Tyrese grew up watching LeBron James. Yeah, And like you can see the playmaking in Tyrese, you can see the inspiration when you watch him. And I can only imagine going up against like someone you grew up watching, idolizing, trying to, you know, you're in the driveway, you know, thinking you're LeBron James, just like let the clock run down and then you shoot the buzzer beater like in your head that how crazy, and it's not like Tyrese Halliburton from the age of 12 was going to be this prodigy basketball player. I mean, he was a three- or two-star recruit, didn't have a lot of high major offers coming out of high school, wasn't even after his freshman year, you're like, I don't know. Like, I mean, he, he's a good player. I don't think he's going to be an NBA all-star. Yeah. And just to see his rise, and I think this playing tournament really was his – I mean, it, it was his coming out party. I mean, if you don't know who Tyrese Halliburton is by now, you don't like NBA basketball.
1: And I think like if you don't know who Tyrese Halliburton, well, if you didn't know who he was, you do now.
0: Yeah, exactly. He, I, he's becoming a household name. If you pay attention to basketball, he's one of the most exciting young players in the sport. Um, and just what a great—I I said this last show, but like, just what a great role model. What what a great just person to rep Iowa State. I, I couldn't be more proud of what he's become in the NBA. It's
1: awesome. 100%. And my, my other point with, with Tyrese was, I saw a lot of people like just getting mad and diminishing the, the NBA cup title. And I, I I got on Twitter, I I made a tweet. I was like, look, if you're going to diminish this just because you don't like the outcome or the winner of said thing, like, we, we can't as nba fans we can't rave about something and then the second something doesn't go our way oh it doesn't count that's right. like you lose in a game you take your ball home and no one else gets to play right you know we can't have the mentality if Tyrese Halliburton wins the nba cup it's he for in iowa state fans minds it's the greatest nba accomplishment of all yeah. time and i i would feel the same way too in in the sense of saturday i didn't feel like i was a loser <laughs> no matter right. how the game went um and I think it's just a testament, obviously, too, to lo- what LeBron is doing. He's going to turn 39 on December 30th. Like, nuts. I, if if Tyrese Halliburton is a foot under that, a dominant 39 year old LeBron, and mind you, I don't think the Lakers win that game without AD having 41. And AD 20. went off. Like AD went off. I looked at like Shaq. Got eight up. Yeah. So that ain't even that. That loss ain't even on Tyrese. So that's why I don't feel as bad because right. it's like, bro, you did all you could do. Other guys just let you down. But if you mean to tell me for Tyrese's pedigree and journey in the NBA, this is what he's doing in year four. Year four, correct? Or year three?
0: I think year three, right?
1: Because he was... Year and a
0: half with the Kings.
1: It's technically the 2024 season. He was drafted in 2020.
0: 2021. No. Yeah, Yeah, right.
1: Year four. Okay. This is year four. You mean to tell me it's only gonna get better? Buckle up. It's gonna be a fun ride. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Like the pedigree that someone this is like a 2K my career yeah. type of career. Like the how fast the thing is just the stock is rising of of him. I, I, it's so exciting. And I I'm honestly nervous because I feel like people like you, I don't know if you can figure him out. I don't know if there's going to be a, someone who can figure him out. If someone like Patrick Beverly isn't really affecting him, like on a, like he did Lonzo, like he's not getting punked or anything. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Tyrese Halliburton hit a game winner over Patrick Beverly. Yeah. So I, I, I it's just so exciting, dude. I, I cannot wait to see what his career brings him. And this is only the beginning for Halliburton. So that's why I had to pop out the, the, the hickory. hickory. Yeah hickory halliburton jersey uh just had to show some love because he's a real one
0: um i don't know if you saw it when they played the bucks he was hitting the what time oh, was yeah. it man
1: respectful
0: and dame said dame said you got to be humble i mean if you're on that stage and you're winning
1: i'd be like dame shut up yeah yeah you, you, <laughs> you can just, be humble okay see well you when you right. said paul george packing right what happened to yeah. that
0: yeah, if you're in that moment, you, you have all rights reserved to do whatever the hell
1: you want. Well, and I think Dan forgets, Tyrese is from Wisconsin.
0: Right, that's that's his hometown team, is the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Like, imagine, Dylan, I know it's, it's not the same level for Iowa kids, but imagine you get a G League call. Right. right. You're not on the Iowa Wolves, but you gotta play the Iowa Wolves. Say you had a game winner. That's my At, city. In the Iowa Wolves arena, oh my god, you're gonna go crazy. With you Lance like, Stevenson
0: guarding me. Did you see this? Lance Stevenson signed. Yes.
1: I was gonna I was gonna get to that later. Lance Stevenson just signed with the Iowa Wolves as as a photog for the local news station just down the road. I'm there. If you are not at a game, I'm gonna kill you.
0: Yeah, I'm there. Let me let me get I'll I'll have a full-time Lance Stevenson camp. Like I, I won't even shoot the game. I'm just
1: gonna stay locked and loaded on Stevenson and see what happens. Every that's, shot that's wild. Every shot, if he makes a shot. Keep the camera on him for at least 30 seconds because there's going to yeah. be some crazy celebration. I feel like it's just, I'm, I'm glad the NBA is better with Lance Stevenson in, in the in the league. And if that's the G League, the regular league, I don't care. But even as a LeBron fan, I feel that way. I feel like it, it he brings a certain intensity out that you just don't get with every guy in the league. So that was,
0: and it was so out of the blue, just like, you know, random, random Monday, Lance Stevenson. And also, I, I will say, I think, so, like, the Iowa Wolves have his rights. I don't think there's any guarantee that he's going to play a game for the Iowa Wolves. But, like, the Timberwolves signed him and said, well, you're going to start in Iowa because you haven't been in the league for a couple months. So, well, that is to be seen on how much he actually plays in Des Moines. But that, that was a nuts headline out of yesterday.
1: Um I think the Wolves, is they're the number one seed in the West right now? T-Wolves, yeah. So Keep winning. If he, if he can call it to the best seed right i lance is in definitely in a really good position and who knows you may just need his veteran pe- presence so if he's been in those bigger games for that young team that hasn't experienced much right experiencing success right now they just might need someone like lance stevenson in the locker room so who knows he may not be in iowa for long
0: that's what i'm saying uh nigel i'll, I'll be honest with you After the, I I was even thinking about on the way home. I was like, man, should we do just like a spot, like an emergency podcast after this Iowa game? I was writing such a high just to,
1: Uh, yeah, I I, I was too.
0: I was like, I want to get this out immediately. And I was like, no, let's wait till next week. And then we're down 17 to 16 against Prairie View A&M. And I said, you got to be kidding me. We were supposed to have this just celebration podcast. Look how we're back. You know, it's a cyclone state, and we're going to lose to Prairie View A M on Sunday. And thankfully, that 17-16 lead didn't last all that long, but kind of a scary start. And I had the, the voice in the back of my head saying, no, we can't. We can't. Yeah.
1: I think because it was Sunday, I felt obligated to say a prayer, and I think yeah. God answered it right yeah. around that 16-17 score. I was like, come on, don't do this to me. Don't make me get on this podcast looking stupid. Yeah. Because how how dumb would the flow be if we went from it's a Cyclone state, but
0: right, the
1: Team really got to us, man. I don't I don't know what to say, man. They just they were the better team for the forty minutes.
0: And I think it was, in part, probably was a little bit of a hangover uh, on the yeah. Cyclones' end of you know you're coming off that win, and you got to get locked it's into a different much. team.
1: This is why I bring up finals, bro. Yeah. everyone, every student, every student at Iowa State remembers the pressure that that Sunday before finals week like, Ultimate that Sunday print. scaries. It's terrifying. You we well, I, I, in my experience at Iowa State, I had Sunday scaries every Sunday. Sure. Nonetheless, <laughs> it hits a little harder on that December mark because there's always that one class. You got a low C in it. You're yeah. like, is God gonna is God gonna give me an extra Christmas gift this year? You know, and uh, I, it's it's a it's a real time to yeah. If I had to play a swag team after a big rivalry game, I'd be a little hungover too. So I get it, but come on, come on, I was We yeah. need we need to hit. We need to make that first punch on these on these little sissy teams. We, we yeah. have to. But what were you saying?
0: I just had a PTSD flashback to. Were you ever on GPA calculator? it was always like yes. early december i'm just plugging grades and i'm like well if i can get up to a, a b plus here a minus there wh- where am i sitting at overall?" just like the yeah it was terrifying it was like it's like the opposite of selection sunday yeah where Wait, you're just like
1: sweating we, being a comp student we didn't have that many like tests we had projects right so it was just real yeah. like tedious work a lot of the time so yeah. i was always trying to like all right, there's one class I have a low a in sacrifice it getting a b plus Because yeah. we're just not we're not handling that seriously right now this project that is worth 40 percent of my grade just it means a little more and right I there was a lot this Sunday I was I was making a business decision on who who's what's class is getting sacrificed so imagine doing that and then having a full court press somebody all day yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot you got to go in front of
0: 15,000 people and play basketball when you get done yeah. with your with your group project. Also, I want to shout out Aiden Wyatt, our, our field producer in the middle of an exam right now. So we're, we're flying solo here, but all You're the students, job, all solo. the student-athletes.
1: I, I will give us a pat on the back. Hey, to figured get... it out. Because he's graduating early. So shout out to Mr. Wyatt. Yeah.
0: Shout out, Mr. Wyatt. Shout out all the student-athletes out there. Got a lot on your plate. And so did the Panthers. And Tamin Lipsy was stealing everything off that plate because
1: that man He was stealing all dead. the cookies off that plate. Relentless. I'm I have so many nicknames for Taman but I think I like the Cookie Monster now with, with the steal record. I might I might start some cookie monster propaganda. Cookies. And yeah.
0: I think it's just a microchasm. I not going back to that Hawk game, there is I don't remember who the guard was, but it like miscommunication and it just hit off of Cricky's back and I was like, dude, if Tamin Lipty was in this game, that's two points. I don't know. He can he anticipates what is about to happen three seconds before it happens. Yeah. And I on the offense, on the defense, he's done that since high school. He's had that feel for the game. And I I think it was just kind of a microcosm on on Sunday where you have eight steals just because you know what's coming. He can tell the future. It's insane. His anticipation and on ball defense, getting in passing lanes I, I, I would rather, I don't know, man, like have nails for breakfast than try to dribble the ball up the floor against Tame and Lipsy. Like there's With a lot of thing, things I'd rather bad. do. <laughs> there's a lot of things I'd rather do than have Tame and Lipsy guard me for a full basketball game. It sounds, it looks terrible. I, I almost feel bad for the opposing point guard because that's that's a tough assignment.
1: No, it it is. And you talk about, His feel for the game. I I had a cool experience as an intern. I went with Shannon to Ames High last year to talk to his coach because they were going to do like a March Madness special on him. Yeah. For whatever reason, the SID didn't send in Tame and he sent in Gabe on accident. And Shannon, like, had to on the fly just make up an interview.
0: Right.
1: And, but we still went to Ames High before that just to get like sound for him. And Robbie was with me and all that stuff. And I remember talking to, his, his high school coach. And he talked about how he's known Tam his whole life, but the first time he saw him play was at a country club when he was like little. Yeah. And Taman at that age was so good. The the coach saw him and he was like, Whoa, and I'm just <laughs> trying to put myself in a perspective of that's a little kid playing at a country club and you're making right. the varsity basketball coach who's coach Doug McDermott and Harrison Barnes. On the same team, you're making that guy go whoa! What was he doing to those children? <laughs> like was Cookies. he like all pants in them and then dunking on them? I, like how embarrassing oh. was that? Was that pickup game? I, I need I someone should have been recording it. And I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna call Mister and Mrs. Lipsy out on that one. Y'all should have had your camera phones out. I know it's probably 2010, so right had like the, the iPhone two or something. Right. But you should have been recording that. That would have been. Cyclone man. galore. That would have been a treasure at this point. But I would love to find out. If we can get him on the show at one point, I would love to ask him, what were you doing to those children? Because, good Lord. <laughs> and it's translating now. The other,
0: yeah, and his game, I, I think that's just kind of like the crux of his game. He could be 10 years old or 55 at the YMCA. Cookies. And just... Cookies. I mean, just, I, like, the way he plays basketball, man, it's amazing. Yeah. And it... it it's going to do us wonders. I I hope I hope I hope he's a four-year guy because if that guy is a senior and he his basketball IQ, his defensive pressure, he's going to be one of the most hated players in the Big 12. Not yeah. from Cyclone fans, but from opposing teams because he's just he's going to wreck games. He's going to just destroy your will to run an offense.
1: Yeah. And I think as his as his play increase like his play was already good last year, as his play increases I think NIL with, you know, Sidetown being built in his era of him being like his four year span of college, is going to be built. Um, I think like it's going to be more incentive for him to stay because yeah. it's just, it's not, he's not in a Halliburton situation where it's, it's pre COVID and there's a lot of uncertainty. So you want to go for that easy choice of, well, let me just go to the NBA now while my stock's high. Um, and I think, Tayman's always been a guy where I like, I like I, I really haven't thought about it until you brought it up. But like, I'm like, he's Miss see he, he's not leaving. He yeah. can't leave. And right. I hope he feels that same way. But um, at this right, dude, like the way he's playing, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on some late second round picks right now. So hopefully the nil situation is is good enough here to where he doesn't even think about that. But um, yeah, it, it, he's he's definitely. Putting himself in a situation to to be like those old Kansas guards that are there right. forever and Frank really Mason. implement their legacy on on this program.
0: I'm I'm gonna shout out Brent Bloom. He had a tweet. I think this was after the yeah this was after the Prairie View A and M game. It says per College Basketball Reference, these are on, the only players since 1980 to average 14 or more points, six or more rebounds six or more assists and three or more steals per game during a season that list is Jason Kidd at Cal Berkeley in 1994 and Taman Lipsy this year and that really Jason that's Kidd
1: probably because Jason Kidd was the more, rookie of the
0: year yeah yeah and Jason Kidd I think that that's a I don't think Taman Lipsy is there yet Jason Kidd one of the best point guards of all time but in terms of controlling a game like Jason Kidd did in his prime, the NBA, with the Nets, I see a lot of similarities just in his – the way he pulls strings and, and the way he kind of orchestrates things at the point guard position. I, I thought that was a really interesting – and also just an all-around basketball player. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to get steals. And then, right. of course, he's going to get your points and assists. So just One, a, a very well-rounded a guard. Game.
1: The the well-roundedness of his game was never going to change. I, right. This is the – it, it what's crazy is that he's averaging fourteen points a game, and the yeah. difference in that is he can shoot. Yeah, he's shooting, like off the dribble, boom up, cash. And I'm like, yo, like this is all it took was a summer. Yeah, like I to see the the jump he's made with just one minor adjustment. Like in the grand scheme of things, we you talk about all those statistical categories that he's already pretty dominant in. If you mean to tell me all you needed was a jump shot to be. Arguably bit all first team all Big 12. I mean that's a problem, dude. He's gonna be a problem. So
0: I don't know who the player development coach is at Iowa State right now, but between Lipsy and Rob Jones, Rob Jones transformation since he got on campus in Ames. It has been I'm gonna
1: look that up. What were you saying? Rob Jones, too.
0: I mean, he's been a couple years in Iowa State, looks like a completely different basketball player. He
1: went I, from. I, you also got to give credit to the strength coach because he looks yeah. stronger. Pete Link. I mean, he, he just looks stronger out there, and it looks like that's giving him that extra advantage because he's still a little strong with the free throws, but nonetheless, right. he's he just looks like he can handle himself out there.
0: And I I think some of it too is you know he was at Denver before he was at Iowa State, so the level of competition to some degree. But I mean, finishing around the rim, something as simple as that, that is not something that Rob Jones came in two years ago and was great at. Yeah. And, you know, he went six for six against Iowa, like you said, just stronger than anybody on Iowa's team. And it's just all those little things, man, they start to add up. And I hope recruits kind of pick up on, look, Iowa State, not only a great place to play, but they'll make you a better player. Yeah. And I think it's, it's the proof is in the pudding with Lipsy and Rob Jones. And just, I love, I, I think Rob Jones is easy for fans to root for big Rob energy. You know, he does a lot of the cleanup, a lot of the dirty work, but just to see his growth over the last three years has been awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think fans are really – he got like a standing ovation when he got taken out of the Iowa State game. Right for I yourself. mean, dude's just a worker. And so it's awesome to see those two guys. We're going to go back. Uh, Nigel, we're, I'm going to put the blame on both of us. We both said, you know, Curtis Jones and Omaha could have a good game against Iowa. Omaha was a was a scratch. And Curtis Jones played fine, but didn't really have a breakout game. But I guess he was saving it for Sunday, six for eight from three. And some of them weren't open three. Some of them weren't just like corner, you know, good rotation. I mean, he was taking tough shots from three-point land and nailing them.
1: One of them was like a boop. Yeah. Yeah, when those <laughs> like, are going right, in. Feed him the ball. Feed yeah. the kid the ball. But, uh, yeah, yeah no, Omaha, uh, I I did I, – I forgot about Omaha, like – in the Cyclone game, but um, I mean, CyHawk game. Excuse me. Uh, I was a little concerned to not see him much. I was like, is something going on that we don't know about? I'm always, Fred. I'm always a little scared. That's always like an anxiety of mine. Now going forward for Iowa State is like, what's the, what's the deal with Omaha? Is he, is he? How is he doing? How's his like? Where's his head at right now? You know, because I, I don't. The last thing I want to, I want to see is is that slip away. From this right. program, um, just given how transfer portal happy kids can get nowadays, so I hope throughout all these ups and downs, TJ's just like staying with him, being like, "Look, this isn't the end of the world. Like, if you could just trust in me, like, you're gonna be all right." And I think at the rate that we're going, we might see a year to Omaha, but there's nothing wrong yep. with that. Right and wrong, because we could have another Tyrese Halliburton on our hands.
0: I was gonna say, so, like I said, you take a year to develop. And these guys are doing the damn thing. Like I mean, like Tam and Lipsy unlocked that perimeter shooting lock, and now he's on a roll. So I, I would say give it time. And two, against the Hawkeyes at least, I think odds had to be thinking, you know, whatever I'm doing right now is working. Like don't yeah. don't try to fix something that ain't broke. And. Uh, I mean, Iowa State was rolling and I don't think you take the chance to throw Omaha in there and, and, you know, mess up any momentum that Iowa State had. So I think that's part of it for Hawk was, you know, the rotations were working and and don't try to get fancy and and mess anything up. So and and then he
1: he did play against prideful of like, I'm not going to let just because we have a five star player, I'm not going to make it seem like this team is revolving around this five star recruit because it's not. And it's, yeah. again, it's a unique situation because the recruiting pitch for Omaha is you can be the only Omaha Blue here, but right. the way Iowa State recruits, you don't necessarily need to depend on a five-star like the Blue Bloods do who usually have those younger teams yeah. full of kids that are just trying to be one and done, trying to get to the league as fast as they can.
0: And I think Omaha going up against in practice against Trey King and Robert Jones, two guys that are almost five years older than him. I mean, a, imagine... Even not to the same degree, but like a 16 year old playing against a 21 year old, just in terms of like genetics, those are two almost entirely different groups. So, I mean, if you're in college doing strengths and conditioning workouts for five years and you're, and you're going against an 18 year old, I, I think yeah. that's going to toughen Omaha up. And I, I think it's going to pay dividends on the back end. you know, whether that's in the NBA, whether that's next year at Iowa state, I, I think it's going to help him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I I think people just got to stay patient. I think those days where he's not getting the minutes you anticipated he would get, we can't get on social media and constantly question it because he's going to see right. that. He's not right. dumb. So um, I think as fans, we always got to remember just take a back seat. Yeah. Let it cook. And right. I think things for regarding Omaha will be all right. And um, what, what was the other point we were bringing up? Curtis game.
0: Jones, I, oh, yeah. it was just
1: kind of those two guys
0: that Curtis, we were talking about.
1: Yeah, I think given the 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 label of streaky shooter, that's the kind of the the pros and the cons. With you give someone that label, that means they can have a microwave game. Right. And I think Sunday was a prime example of a microwave game for Curtis. And I think it's also just a testament to you stay confident in yourself and you stay the course, like you're gonna have a game like that. So that confidence is key because come yeah. conference time where we got Texas Tech on the on the road or something and whatnot, we may need us we may need a game like that front of somebody just because other guys aren't feeling it. But I also want to give a shout out to Keyshawn for not letting an Iowa game like that, where he, he openly admits he's never been in an environment like that. Right. Turns around and gets another twenty eight and eight game. He's two That's tough four, four statistics away from triple double. Yeah, Damon's already pretty used to getting triple-doubles. Imagine if we – our, our backcourt, they Can both get – we're getting triple-doubles on a on the regular. Dude, I mean, I don't think Iowa State's had that dominant of a backcourt ever. Right. So, the, the ceiling – because Gilbert's only a junior, correct? Um,
0: I believe – I think we have, yeah, at least one more year left after this. I don't know if he has a COVID year or not.
1: He might have a COVID year.
0: He's a junior. So, for sure, one more year if he wants to.
1: Yeah, yeah. So – I think that's more incentive for tayman to come back next year right. if his stock is high. But to see where their potential could be by the end of their cyclone career is just really cool, and I I just I'm excited to see those two as as the season progresses. And um, to think that we had to think we had that dominant of a win over uh Iowa and we didn't even have Son. Could you yeah. imagine? Yeah, I, I, and, I and that's another think guy that, that just Iowa
0: would not have had an answer
1: to a sign alone. Yeah, That that might be a 35 point game. You know, we might crack a hundred in that game. And I think to see, to get him back coming into conference play, who do we open over conference play again? Oklahoma. Yeah. See, I I told you about Oklahoma a few days ago. Good team, great guard play. So that's going to be a huge test for Taman and uh, Keyshawn right out the gate. But I think the pedigree of this team right now and the 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 track we're on the right one for sure and yep. I think it's gonna be I, I hope after next I think it's next Sunday's our next game. Yes. So Florida it, I think yeah I think it's I think it's next Sunday against Florida yeah. Florida A M. Yeah. So another swag team. Yeah <laughs> take care of business please because uh, a revenge game. Uh, Nigel
0: were you a manager for that for that first go around with FAMU, it was like a New Year's Eve game, maybe 2019, 2018.
1: I might have still been in high school. 2018, I was still in high school. Okay. It was Tyrese was hurt with his wrist. Oh, no, no, but, no, no. That was 2019. That was 2019.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. This is, like I said, I, I was in school for some bad basketball. And I think that was the game where I was like, this ain't it. I was like, this is, this is, this ain't gonna work. I I was like, I don't know where to go from here. But that was kind of the nail in the coffin for me. Of like, I think we're gonna have to change some things because you can't lose to Florida A&M, and and it's not like anything before that game had given me hope to be like, you know, this team could really put something together. Tyrese had just gotten hurt, who was really our only hope, um, and then losing to Florida A&M. So none of these guys were on that team. Right. But I want them to beat Florida A&M by a million
1: points. Um, I, they, just they just might.
0: I, I hope so. A uh, couple more things, just kind of a lightning round here. I think easily Arizona, I, I saw this graphic, and I always love these maps. It's like what is the most – it's like the United States map, which team is still undefeated. And scary hours for the Big 12. We got Houston, Baylor, Oklahoma, and then Arizona who will soon be a big 12 team. And all four of those teams are still undefeated. All four of them are top 25 teams. Um, man, I, and I think Arizona is, is probably the best team in the country. They look dominant and the pack 12. Yeah. They're the only ranked team in the, in the pack 12 and they're ranked first.
1: Yeah. I so think they can run the only table team that can hold their jockstrap is UCLA.
0: Yeah, and maybe USC – I mean, USC, they're, they're I mean, – They've they
1: just lost to Long Beach State.
0: I know, but I think they can beat anyone, and I think they can lose anyone. I think they're just a weird team with a lot of young talent, and, and I think they'll play to their competition. But the yeah. Pac-12 is down.
1: The Pac-12 yeah. is, is not great this year. It's not football for sure. But, no. Um, I, I kind of made the same observation. It's And I hate it because these these early observations that I make, that like, this is the best team in the country right now. Right. I did it last year with, with UConn. When we played UConn, I was like, that's a national championship I mean, yeah, team. Like, yeah. I'm calling it right now. And then I was right. I'm afraid that that might be the case with Arizona. And I hate to say it because they already beat Duke. um, And then Baylor, too. They played Duke in Madison Square Garden. So I'm going to have to see those guys potentially yeah. four times this year as a fan. And that's going to bother me. So I feel like I'm going to hate them by the end of the year. But, yeah, no, I believe Arizona – it's, it's theirs for the taking um this is killing me because I really hate Caleb love guys you have no idea um, it wasn't with the Caleb Real game <laughs> that my hatred for him started it's it's been since a wee lad it's it's oh, deep rooted there's it's, layers well okay there's a there's a little backstory on Caleb love that not many people know so Jeremy Roach you know of him yeah Duke right yeah he they're the same age Caleb and Jeremy were in the same class Caleb is from Missouri. St. Louis, to be exact. You know who else? You know what other Duke he is from Missouri? St. Louis? Jason Tatum. Ever heard of him? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, the guy. I know they're four years apart. So Caleb grew up watching Jason Tatum. So Caleb always said, My dream school is Duke. I want to go to Duke. His dad spilled the beans with all of this. We're there. They're, Duke is starting to recruit the 2020 class. And out of nowhere, he's like, You know what? we're going to go coach case. Like we're going to go with Jeremy Roach and to Caleb's Caleb's dad was basically like, we were going to go to Duke. Like that was the, that was a school Caleb was going to go to. And then he said, and then the person interviewing him was like, well, we'll change that. He was like, Jeremy Roach. So since then he's had a personal vendetta against the blue devils. And it's like, bro, at, the amount of people that I hear that that scenario from like you hate us, not us, but you hate Duke because, <laughs> because you didn't want to – you weren't there. You like you you weren't invited to the party. Grow up. And I feel like Caleb still acts that way now. And then to, it, the, the hatred just grew last year. Well, it was already big because, mind you, the 2022 Final Four. Yeah. That was a game that had me on my knees in Walmart, just <laughs> devastated. I went home and was very teary-eyed after that game. I I was in shambles. <laughs> you, oh my God, I was in shambles. Anywho, we fast forward to November. We Iowa State's playing North Carolina, and Caleb Grill is giving that boy the business. Mm. Just pa 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 in his face, in his face, it's like in his Kobe. Face. Yes, like it was nasty, bro. Hit a three from the parking lot in his grill. Yeah, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um and then you know the whole game, his tr- his strong chin self is just yapping at Caleb and like buddy, you're getting cooked. Yeah, let's 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 pipe down. So I, I don't I don't like him, but I game recognizes game. So Arizona is That's definitely That Yeah, they're, it's theirs for the taking. Yeah. And I I gotta see how Baylor is like long time to- like long term over this these high level of big 12 opponents. But I think the addition to another Illinois product, Ray J Dennis, that kid's the truth. Yeah. He was a problem in high school. He dunked on several of my teammates in summer <laughs> league and whatnot. Like he's going to be an issue. So at Taven and Keyshawn, they have to bring their lunch pails that day. Yeah. So uh, the big 12 is exciting. And uh, with the addition to it's Arizona and who else?
0: Arizona, Utah, Colorado, and Arizona state.
1: Whew. So, football's going to be rough, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to get any easier. But, and um,
0: Utah usually has a good basketball program, too. They have a lot of NBA players. Yeah. Kuzma, yeah. uh, Markinen, Laurie Markinen. Is that, did he go to Utah?
1: No, Markinen went to Arizona. You're he right. He plays for Utah now. But, um, you're thinking of oh, Jacob, Yaku Yo, Yaku Yeah. And then, um, Delon Wright. Yeah. They, that he's was a nasty, he was a Hooper. I think, oh, Kyle Kuzma, duh. Yeah, I said Kuzma off oh. the top. Yeah, yeah, so they 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 have some dudes, and the Big 12 is just going to continue to get better, dude. It's, yeah. it's,
0: Big 12 is yeah. in a good place. Uh, Kansas beat Missouri last week. That I kind of wish Missouri would have found their way back into the Big 12 with all this realignment going on. They just seem, Kansas and Missouri's rivalry is awesome. Um, yeah. And then the other thing, we kind of brought it up, Oklahoma, they're the real deal. It, it reminds me of kind of when Ott's, Odds did it early, but Porter Moser, I think, has kind of finally figured out the players he wants. I mean, they look good. They look like a well-oiled machine. So that's another team to look out for. Big 12's loaded again. Um, so Iowa State, you know, we got, I think, three more non-conference games, and then it's it's Big 12 season. So yeah, got, got yeah, to get it
1: big, going. My big thing, too, is I feel like with Oklahoma, all these teams that have historically good football teams, you're starting to see a lot of the basketball teams get better. Yeah, and it's money. not a reflection from the football money that yeah, all these schools Alabama,
0: Texas, Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a coincidence that all these teams right. are picking it up in their products like university round. So it's nobody's safe anymore, dude. It's college basketball. It's why it's why we love it. But um, I'm excited because Iowa State's going to be. In the undisputed best conference in the country for years to come. Yeah. So it's gonna be a fun time. It's a cyclone
0: state. That was a great win against the Hawkeyes. Took care of business,
1: beat the Panthers by 50. It's a Halliburton country in a cyclone state. Never forget. <clears throat> so
0: Tyrese doing the damn thing out there.
1: What time is it? Tyrese time. Okay, I guess it's Tyrese time. Ty. <laughs> oh dude. There that he's he's great. Uh, we, we need we need we need Tyrese on the pod. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it. We need Tyrese on the pod. That'd that be the greatest day of my life. That'd be awesome. Oh, a little quick little uh uh side Cy, cyhawk week, Tyrese uh kind of tie-in. I actually got a picture with him at the sci game two years ago, so 2021 fall okay. football game. He came back after his first year in the NBA, and that kid took pictures with everybody i was the last one right after he got he took my picture i was like thanks bro dabbed him up he's like all right. he, he turned to like all his friends He was like all right let's roll <laughs> like he, he he had to get out of there because living if, legend God, he was not gonna watch that football game that day
0: yeah he will never have to buy a drink in the city of ames maybe in the state of iowa as long as he stays out of iowa city i, I think he's covered here for life
1: oh yeah yeah i'll I'll give him my girlfriend if, if I had to, you know, hey man. <laughs> what else do you want? Take all my money. So he's a, uh, he's a great guy and uh, happy to see him, him doing his thing.
0: All right. Let him cook. Let Tyrese cook. Let the Cyclones cook. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.